if as a parent you've ever encountered that part of your journey where you have to look back on parts of your life and realize that the values you hold today are not the values you held <clears throat> way back then. I don't know. Maybe it was <clears throat> maybe it was a lifestyle you chose while you were in college. Maybe it was a lifestyle you told, chose while you were in high school. Maybe it was the kind of conversations that you had with your parents when you were a teenager. Or maybe it was your driving habits. Maybe it was your voting habits. Maybe it was your study habits. Maybe it was your relational habits. But you look back on those things now as an adult raising children and you think to yourself, holy cow, what if my kids adopted the same behavior I had way back then? And how do I save them from the consequences that I had to face when I made those decisions way back then, even though the world was different than it is today? That's the kind of stability I'm talking about. And that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. And I think we probably all, at one time or another, made <laughs> really stupid decisions. I, I, I know I have. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one. I, I highly doubt it, though. I, I think probably all of us at some point or another can look back on our life and go, that was in the top 10 of dumbest things I've ever done. Friends that I chose, places that I went, things that I did. I, I tell a story sometimes called Growing Up Redneck. And I remember a particular night that a couple of friends of mine, they were older than me uh, by a few years. Um, they actually graduated some with and some ahead of my sister. But I was hanging out with these guys, the guys that I'd gone deer hunting, guys that I'd bailed hay with guys that I'd been out in the middle of the pasture at two o'clock in the morning for God knows what reason with uh, doing things that we shouldn't be doing hunting rabbits while they were drinking and I was standing up in the back of the truck yeah genius ideas on one particular night we were I think it was probably one in the morning on a Thursday night so I had school the next day even though they were both graduated and we decided we were going to go to Dallas from Central Texas and about 30 minutes into the trip, I kept telling them, I think we're headed the wrong way. I think we're headed the wrong way. And they're like, no, we're on the right highway. And I said, I, I, maybe we're on the right highway, but we're headed the wrong direction. I know because the signs keep saying we're getting closer to the other town than we are to where we need to be going. And they said, no, 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 we're going to be fine. Well, about an hour into that trip, they acknowledged we were going the wrong way. So we decided to turn around and head back. Now it's close to two o'clock in the morning and it's gonna be way too late for me to get any sleep to get to class. By the time I get home, it's gonna be at least 3.30. It's gonna be really hard to get any rest. So as we turned around, the driver says, I'm gonna just take us both home. And the other guy says, well, at least let me have some fun along the way. I'm gonna hit the next road sign with a beer bottle. He climbs halfway out the window, gets his belt buckle lined up with the window, it's a swing and a miss. Three or four times it's a swing and a miss. Finally, he tells the driver, get closer to the side of the road. We're past the bumps on the side of the road now. We have two tires in the grass. We are so close to the edge of the road that where the bar ditch has to take a break for a driveway, we would go up and over that. You could feel it every time. We get closer and closer and closer to the road sign. Finally, he reaches out a swing 
and realizes he's not just going to hit the sign with the bottle. No, he's going to hit the sign with his shoulder and it yanks him out of the truck. Now, I didn't tell you our driver, he's got a vision problem. He's looking to the left in order to see straight. He has no peripheral vision behind him. I'm sitting in the middle and I watch the passenger fly out the window and I'm yelling at the driver. We lost him. We lost him. We lost him. The driver doesn't get it. We probably drove two miles before he realized what I was trying to say. Of course, we made a U-turn in the middle of the highway and went back to get him and he was a little bit angry. But see, those are the kinds of stories that when I tell my boys laugh their fool heads off, as they should, because told right, that's a hilarious story. But here's what I don't want. I don't want them to imitate it. I don't want them to do what I did when I was a kid. I don't want them to hang out with people who are going to hang out the window at two in the morning and try to hit roadsides with beer bottles. That's not a good idea. There is no good idea in that. Two in the morning, beer bottles, driving down the highway, when you should be in bed sleeping because you got class the next day. See, all of those are add-ons to an add-on of a bad idea. And as a dad, I now realize how stupid that idea was. Now I know my boys are still going to do crazy, stupid stuff. I know my girls are going to get into relationships that they have no business being a part of. I know that my grandchildren are probably going to follow in some of the same footsteps. The scary part is today they have access to more people than I had access to. Not only because I lived in a much smaller community than we live in now, but because of social media, because of the tools of connectivity that we've placed in the hands of our young people, we've given them access to people all over the world. We've given them TikTok. Can you imagine? If we had TikTok when we were teenagers, what kind of trouble we could have gotten in? The kind of things we would have been inclined to record. I, my grandsons were over for a period yesterday and watching videos online and they've got them on the big screen TV and they're watching these guys that are crazily eating some of the hottest peppers in the world, like ghost pepper jelly, just scooping it up, eating Takis by the bag full. Well, that stuff's like dragon food. I mean, it just makes you burp fire. That's horrible kind of stuff for a four and six year old to be watching, but they love it. They absolutely love it. I can't imagine what my teen years would have been like if that's the kind of stuff I'd been exposed to even younger. The craziness that we see in life and the escalation of life and the changes of life, all of those things are indicative of the society that we live in, the culture that we encourage or allow our young people to be exposed to. See, the challenge as parents, especially as dad, is to establish that set of core values, set the parameter, and then live by that standard the very best that you can. Understanding that there are going to be variations, there are going to be times they're going to move in and out of, like the waves of the sea where life is going to change a little bit. And as it does, you're going to have to learn to accommodate the changes and alterations of life. But the real demand on a dad is to be that solid, firm foundation when life is a mess. See, there's gonna be a reality, there's gonna be a time that your teen or your young adult is gonna to come to you with a list of the consequences that they're coping with. It may be the bills that they have to pay, it may be the relationships that are in train wreck, it may be the crashed car, it may be, I need bail money. And it's gonna be really hard not to say, I told you so, 
It's going to be really hard to say, do what I say and not what I did. Don't follow my model, follow my words, because I've, I've learned better than the mistakes that I've made. I, I was listening to a confirmation hearing just the other day, and the, the question that was asked was, <clears throat> where do you stand on uh, mandatory minimum sentencing? And the person being asked that question said, if I'm confirmed, then I'll give you this answer. And he said, I don't want the answer you're going to give me if you're confirmed. I want the answer that you have right now. And she said, well, you know, if I'm confirmed, he said, you know, in 2013, you wrote this and he read the letter to her. And she said, well, you know, times have changed. I have changed. I'm a different person than I was. He said, so what you're telling me right now is that you have changed your opinion of mandatory minimum sentences, which back then you didn't support at all. In fact, you said there was no such thing as a good time for them. And she said, well, you know, if I'm confirmed then, and he said, no, I, I want to know, where's your opinion now? Has your opinion changed from what it was till today? She said, I, I, I can't answer that question. <clears throat> Sorry, I have an intruder in my studio while I'm live today, and she's changing the things on my mixer. So if my audio just went crazy, don't be at all surprised. Welcome to life in the real world. When a commissioner is asked, what is your position today? How has it changed from yesterday? That's no different than a parent being asked, will you bail me out of jail for doing something stupid that you didn't even go to jail for when you did exactly the same thing? How will you as a parent cope with the changes and the challenges in our society? Things that maybe everybody got away with back then. I remember 13, 14 years old driving the hay truck. But today, if you were 13 or 14 years old behind the wheel, there are only a limited number of places in the world you wouldn't get a ticket or get your car impounded for not having the proper insurance and licenses and blah, 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 blah. The world is a different place. And as things have changed, all of these things have changed. The expectations on dads are to be that stability, to be that one who says directly, don't do what I did, because what I did wasn't right. I didn't know it then. There was nobody to restrain me then, but I know now, and it's not a good idea. So don't do what I did. Here's a better way to do it. Here's the right idea. It's also, though, to be dad in that moment is to have that stability to say, I have grace for you even when the decisions that you make are bad. I'm willing to acknowledge that you're going to make stupid mistakes just like I did. And it's not the end of the world. And it's not the end of our relationship. And I'm not going to cut you out of my life and write you off because you made a bad mistake, because you made a decision that maybe I would have made then, or maybe I would have looked at when, wow, I think I would have been smarter. I like to think I would have been smarter than that, but I may not have been. Still, the demand comes for dad. Can you stand your ground? Can you recognize that we're all human, we're all going to make mistakes, we're all going to be able to look back on our life and go, wow, I wish I hadn't done that. And can you, as dad, say, I'm going to lead you in a better way. I'm going to stand my ground firmly on what I know to be right now, given the experiences and the knowledge and the mistakes that I've made, the consequences that I've faced. And, and I'm going to journey through these things. And as we journey together, I'm going to give you the best advice that I can. I'm going to give you a way to get around the problems. I'm going to give you hope and a solution for what you're facing. But I'm also going to encourage you to not make the same decisions. See, that's the expectation of a dad. That's the role of dad as life goes forward. As a leader, part of your role in an organization, in a family, I don't care how many people you lead, two, ten, or 10,000. Part of your role is the stability to stay. 
yeah, we're probably going to make mistakes. Yeah, we're probably going to have some bad consequences. Yeah, we're, we're probably going to have to pay the price for foolish decisions that we made. But that's okay. We're going to get through it. And even though it's going to be challenging and trying and testing on our relationships, it's not going to be the end of the world. And we are going to find a way to get through it. So let's do that and let's do it together. That's the role of dad. That's the role of good leadership. And I challenge you to hold that position firmly, even when life throws curveballs at you. Trust me, they're coming. Like a toddler in your studio in a live recording, they're coming. How will you handle them? That's the question. Can you be firm? Can you stand your ground? Can you continue to do your job as dad and as leader through the turmoils of life without losing your cool? It's up to you. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.